0: Siden 2018 har Indonesias ambassadør Dr. Todung Mulja lubis gjort i Norge med stort engagemang og representert sitt eget land i Indonesia meget väl, Men han har samtidig vist ære og respekt till nationen Norge som jeg er så stolt av og glad i. I dag så vi han till en egen personlig samtale. Thank you, uh, Dr. Todung Mulya Lubis, the ambassador of Indonesia to Norway, for receiving us here in your residence. It's our pleasure, Pastor Jan. I must say, uh, Dr. Lubis, that your residence is probably the most beautiful
1: ambassadorial residence I ever go to. Well, I'm glad you say that. For me, this is a bonus. Location-wise, this is probably the most uh, Beautiful place in town. Big day. Big toy. yes. So I really enjoy my stay here in in Oslo. And when did
0: uh, Indonesia purchase this? um, Well, we bought this in
1: 1992, yeah? So it is really good investment for Indonesia. I've been to a number of Indonesian uh, ambassador's residents in other countries, but nothing compared. So this is one of the best residents of Indonesian uh, government. Actually, just
0: looking outside the window, I mean, yeah. you have the, the, the <laughs> river, the, 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 the sea. The fjord,
1: yes. The fjord, everything outside. And then, then don't forget, there's a good restaurant across the street yeah. in Tarnam. So you can have a very good Norwegian
0: food. Exactly, yeah. so yes. So yeah. do you enjoy Norwegian
1: uh, way of life after these four years? Well, after four years in Norway, of course, you know, I began to know more and more about Norway. And I uh, believe Norway is uh, a perfect place for people to live. Mm. Of course, it is not easy for people from tropical countries like me to exactly. stay here. Yeah. Yeah? You have winter, you have fall, you have <laughs> summer, <laughs> yeah? you have spring. In our country we have summer all year long. Yeah. So uh, it needs time to adjust. Yeah. yeah. But I guess this is a beautiful country. Bless yeah, country. Because yeah. every time you go out of Norway of, of of Oslo, you see all this beautiful, stunning views. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. If you go to other European countries, of course you they are also beautiful. I'm not saying they're not beautiful, but If you are looking for stunning landscape views, then Norway is the best place to stay. Have you been on any uh, car rides? Well, I've been almost everywhere in Norway in four years. So I've been to the north, I've been to the south, I've been to the Midwest, everywhere, and I enjoy it. Have you ever tried to ski or skate? I did try, but I do have problems <laughs> with my knees. Exactly. So I don't think I, I could do that. Yeah. But I would love to. Yeah. I wish. Yeah. If I am still young, then probably I would I should be able to do it. But I don't think I can. <laughs> now you look pretty young, sir. But I, I happen to know you've passed seventy. I'm, well, I'm seventy-three. But I, I think, I'm older. But I'm not old. <laughs> exactly, I'm not old, but I, I still have, yeah, the fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah you certainly have the
0: fire. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, passion. I have to, to survive, you have to have a fire. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You have to have a fire. Now, have you been to any uh, like uh, a Norwegian uh, concerts or theaters or
1: uh, uh, cultural events? Of course, you know. Of course, I, I like going to the opera house, to the uh, Oslo concert House. Yeah. Mm to see the ballet, to see the symphony. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I enjoy that people are very cultural-minded yeah. uh, here in Norway. And uh, I guess I'm I'm going to miss Norway if I leave the country. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to leave, but my terms is only three years. I've been here for four and a half years already. Yeah. So yeah, let's see. So I guess your government wants to make the maximum use of you here. Well, when I was assigned to come here to Norway, I didn't really know Norway. But one thing I know about Norway, Norway is a place, it's a country where human rights is high on the agenda. Yeah. And as a human rights activist in Indonesia, they want me to to be an ambassador here, because I could interact with all these human rights activists, with the government officials, because I know the field. Yeah. I did write my dissertation on human rights in Indonesia. That was back in 1990 when Indonesia was still under authoritarian regime. Yeah,
0: uh, 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 President Suharto.
1: Suharto. So that's why probably, yeah, President Jokowi sent me here. That was the reason, I guess, among others. Yeah, ex- exactly.
0: <laughs> now, now, sir, um, this coffee
1: um, yes. is from your home place, Sumatra. Yeah, yeah, from Sumatra, from not Sumatra. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I I, I I, think we have very good coffees not only from Sumatra but from other parts of the country as well. This is Arabica. You have to grow the coffee uh, over 1,000 Meters above the sea level. Mm. Uh, if not, then uh, the taste is not really that good. Yeah. yeah? Robusta, yeah, you can grow that anywhere. Mm. But for Arabica, then you have to find a really cold place to grow coffee. Then you can have a very good taste of uh, coffee. Yeah. Yeah. But but I'm glad you like it. it it's very good. Actually, you can get Sumatra coffee in Norwegian coffee shops. You can you can yeah there are a number of places here where where you can buy Indonesian coffee yeah uh, I can take you to to those places next time <laughs> <laughs> exactly now now sir, um,
0: what other uh, fields uh, i mean goods uh, ha- have you found that are, are very uh, usable in Norway from
1: Indonesia well uh There are a number of things that I would like to mention here. One is Norwegians is an orderly society, law-abiding citizens, law-abiding countries. So everything has to be in compliance with the law. Then you can see everywhere people are very disciplined. Very simple. If you uh, drive a car, when you see the red light, then every car stops. Exactly. If you see someone crossing the zebra cross, every car is stopped. Yeah. So that does not happen in many countries. Does that happen uh, in Jakarta? Well, uh, <laughs> not, not all the time. <laughs> not all the time. So people here are very disciplined and drive defensively. In Jakarta, which has uh, over 10 million people, people drive offensively. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the difference, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. It will take time for us to be more disciplined, more orderly, more law-abiding uh, citizen, uh, citizenship. Yeah? So I guess uh, Norway is a good example of a country where law is really function very well, Yeah. properly. Yeah. Now secondly, Norway preserve the environment very well. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I admire about Norway. Every time you go to all the places in Norway, you see forests, you see rivers, you see lakes, you see everything, they're being preserved. Very, very clean, very uh, beautiful, and it needs a lot of commitment and funds to do that. And Norway allocated quite a significant amount of funds to preserve the nature. Preserve the uh, forest. Mm. So this is something that I guess you know, all countries have to learn from Norway, mm. yeah, and from other Nordic countries as well, I mm. suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So that's number two. Number three is the welfare of yeah. the people. Yeah. I now studying the welfare state uh, in Nordics because to me, welfare state. Is an ideal state for every country, including Indonesia. Actually, mm. yeah. state has responsibility to provide benefits mm. for the children, for the women, for the elderly, for the unemployed, for yeah. everyone. Mm. And if I read all the books from you know uh, the universities, I uh, admire Norway for that. Because uh, now health care is free, mm. education is free, and people got uh, pension, got benefits, you know, if they are not employed, everything. So that's why during the pandemic, Norway has not been affected that much. Mm. Yeah? People can still work, people still can, can earn money. And in Norway, to have a decent life, everybody can can' have that even they are not working yeah yeah even they don't have job mm. so this is something that I guess uh, yeah a privilege yeah. for every norwegians perhaps because Norway has only five and a half million people exactly yeah. and that is another reason and you are so rich you have abundance of mineral resources mm. abundance of yeah oil mm. yeah so uh, you you can you can do a lot yeah mm. not only for Norway but for other countries as well and you are doing it mm. you are making a lot of pledges to other countries mm. to help the poor people to help democracy mm. to be uh, established mm. to be uh, secured and I guess Norway yeah uh, should do more yeah in more my or the same yeah. Should do more because there are a lot of, uh, yeah, uh, challenges faced by almost every countries in Asia, in mm-hmm. Africa, in Latin American countries, and country like Norway can, yeah, offer them uh, mm. a lot of lessons, mm. yeah, a lot of lessons. That's number three. Mm. Number four is corruption. Yeah. Mm. I don't think there's any one single country in the world which is free from corruption. Exactly. Yeah, And I think Norway also has corruption. Although if we read the Global Corruption Perception Index published by by Transparency International Mm. every year, Mm. Norway has always been on the top 10 Mm. of the least corrupt countries together with Singapore, together with New Zealand, Denmark, Sweden, Netherlands, and others. So these are the countries where corruption is very minimal. Mm. And uh, why? Because people people don't need to steal money. People don't need to enrich themselves Mm. because they have enough already they have kids, they can send the kids to school. Mm. If they are sick, they can go to the hospital mm. freely. Why? Because the state subsidizes them. Mm. The state has all the resources. Yeah. Where the resources come from? Mainly from oil, exactly. although it is not the only oil yeah. because you tax, you know, people yeah. highly here. Yeah. 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 I know that some Indonesian uh, diaspora here paid forty percent income taxes. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. I know <laughs> that means they earned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Their remuneration is very high. Yeah. But they work in oil companies. Yeah. So they have to pay their, their shares. Yeah. So uh, the oil has given everything. Mm. Yeah. And uh, Norway is still pumping oil. Mm. Yeah. Although at the same time Norway has always been Advocating sustainability, mm. advocating free emission, mm-hmm. yeah. Now pumping oil would, yeah, eventually, mm-hmm. inevitably, yeah, emit the carbon, yeah. yeah? Exactly, yeah. But uh, yes, probably it's not knowing that uh, emit, yeah. The buyers, the consumers, mm. will will will. Uh, Commit their mission, mm. but again, yeah, this is uh, this is kind that I feel uh, contradictory. Yeah, I feel yeah. So mm. that is actually something Norway
0: should work on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Norway has to to uh, probably allocate more funds because there is a what's called carbon trading. Exactly. Yeah. To help other countries to reduce emission. Mm-hmm. Now, the oil funds yeah. can be used to compensate what has been uh, yeah uh, done in Norway yeah. as far as oil uh, mining is concerned.
0: Yeah. So so really. Uh, is there is there some path that you uh, believe we should prioritize in in this? Is it simply reducing our oil uh, well, production?
1: At, at the moment, with the war in Ukraine, mm. every country face similar problems. Yeah, yeah, shortage of oil, shortage of energy, mm. gas. Yeah? Then uh, oil is high on the. On the list yeah. of every country's agendas, because they need that for their uh, energy. Yeah. So uh, I don't blame Norway for that. Mm-hmm. Even my country, yeah, produce a lot of coal yeah. and export a lot of coal to mm-hmm. other countries. Mm-hmm. I wish we could stop, you know, uh, producing coal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the moment, there's no way we can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm because other countries need uh, energy. Yeah. So, uh, for the time being, yes, you know, uh, I, I guess to be to be realistic, yeah, pumping oil, coal, and others, yeah, is something that we have to do to uh, avoid a energy crisis. But it does not mean that we don't have to do something yeah. as far as emission is concerned. So, Norway has to pay it shares to reduce emission yeah yeah in other countries yeah, yeah? that is the, the way to do it, the kind of uh, compensations perhaps you know? yeah uh, otherwise yeah it would be unfair it would be hypocritical yeah yeah if no way don't do that you no know,
0: in your very soft and gentle and respectful words you, you are s- sounding a certain alarm so I appreciate it. THE WAY YOU
1: DO IT, SIR? WELL, THIS IS WITH GOOD INTENTION. I DON'T HAVE ANY yeah, BAD INTENTION TO IT, NO. I UNDERSTAND. Yeah. BECAUSE uh, IT IS FOR EVERY uh, COUNTRY, EVERY HUMAN BEING THAT WE HAVE TO, YOU yeah, exactly. yeah? HAVE TO COMPLY WITH THE PARIS AGREEMENTS. That, EXACTLY. HAVE TO COMPLY WITH THE PARIS AGREEMENTS. THAT'S THE ONLY REASON WHY I'M SAYING THAT. EXACTLY. NOW, uh, HAVE YOU
0: HAD SOME PERSONAL EXPERIENCE WITH like the Norwegian health system, while you've been
1: here, or is it more like observations about others? Well, I do have some, uh, you know, experience because I've been hospitalized myself. Yeah. Uh, my wife also has, uh, yeah. Uh, going to treatment here, mm-hmm. in in Norway. So generally speaking, Norway has very good uh, health care system. Yeah. Uh, they have all uh, the expertise, yeah, all the technology, yeah, resources. So uh, there's no problem with the health uh cares uh, in Norway. One Indonesia uh, who was yeah having uh problem in Kristiansand at the time yeah because she swam uh, in the lake, you know mm-hmm. and drowned and then uh yeah she was uh, assisted she was helped right away by the by the uh, hospitals in norway yeah yeah they sent the ambulance right away and sent her to oslo mm. yeah to be treated mm. so it was very very uh yeah very fast very uh on time mm. yeah uh, no way has all these uh, resources to do that. Yeah. So I, I admire that. But at the same time, when I was hospitalized, yeah, I feel that yeah, hospital here is being run by the systems. Mm. Yeah? So uh, I would like to have more personal yeah. touch. Yeah? But every day during my time in hospital, I met with Different uh position, yeah. different nurses. So during my five-day stays, I don't think I met with my position, my doctors, twice, yeah. only once. Because they keep rotating themselves. Yeah. Yeah. The nurse also, you know, yeah. rotates yeah. every day. So so they have to go through the computers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that is something I miss. So maybe
0: we need less dependence on computers and more on the human touch.
1: Well, I think uh, you cannot avoid that under this circumstances. But again, you know, uh, they have to uh, probably assign one uh, medical doctor to deal with the patient. I, I yeah. appreciate
0: your, your in- input. Because otherwise,
1: sure. you, you, you miss something, you know. Yeah. Because if, you know, it seems like you are talking to the machine. Yeah. 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 All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with different interpretations. Yeah. Yeah. With different understanding. So that is something that I complain, actually. Yeah. But yeah, that's the systems.
0: Appreciate yeah? that. That's sir. the system. Appreciate that, uh-huh. sir. Now, before we end this uh, conversation, I'm hoping to talk more with you about uh, another area of your expertise uh, later on. But um, I'd like to just uh, call attention to your vast experience mm-hmm. as the number one human rights lawyer mm-hmm. in Indonesia and one of the most uh, significant human rights <laughs> experts in, in Asia. Uh, I know your uh, your uh, doctoral work from Indonesia, from uh, University of California, Berkeley. You've done your studies at, at Harvard Law School. Uh, you have a vast expertise. Uh, you're mm-hmm. not just... Uh, a regular lawyer, Uh, but from day one, you've been passionate about helping people who have been really uh, been, been, you know, objects Mm. of human rights abuses. Why why was this? Well,
1: when I was a law school student, I engaged myself very much as a student activist. I read about that. Yeah. So, (laughs) I joined, you know, a lot of demonstrations against the government's policy at that time. Yeah. So that took me to the legal aid institute in Jakarta. Mm. Legal Institute being an institute providing legal aid for the poor, for the needy without fee. So I without uh, a fee. Without fee. Yeah. So they don't pay when they you don't help. pay. It is a pro bono. It's a pro bono legal aid services. That's beautiful. So I worked there as legal aid lawyers and then later on uh, appointed as directors, and then as a chairman of Indonesian legal aid, overseeing all the legal aid operations throughout the country. That is my job. So I came across a lot of human rights violations. Dismissal of workers, rapes of uh, a child, yeah? and uh, land grabbing, and then students being detained for their uh, for protest, for demonstration, all these things. So I uh, involved in all this defense. So that's, yeah, probably the reasons why I became human rights lawyers, because at the same time, at that time, I was also a lecturer at the law school. You know what I thought? Capital market, bankruptcy, and foreign investment. And that's nothing to do with with my engagement, actually. So when I went to Harvard and University of California at Berkeley, I changed my subject. And it happens that my supervisor is also human rights uh, lawyers Mm -hmm. and activists. So he said to me, Todung, Passport is important. Nationality is important. But at the end of the day, human being is number one. Yeah. Thank a got, you and to a that. Regardless of nationality mm. or what passport you are holding, human being is number one. Mm. So that probably something that yeah, strengthened my conviction that I have to continue, have to, uh, yeah, uh, probably emphasize more on human rights in my study. So that I did.
0: And that's been the attitude you show even to this day. That's what i met. I met you first time three years ago, sir. And uh, I've sensed this passion in you the whole way. Well, thank you for THIS CONVERSATION, uh, AMBASSADOR, YOUR EXCELLENCY Toldung DR. Toldung mulia Lubis. IT'S A GREAT HONOR FOR ME TO MEET YOU ONCE AGAIN.
1: WELL, THANK YOU FOR HAVING ME. IT'S BEEN A PLEASURE. THANK YOU meeting SO MUCH. You once again. THANK YOU. THANK YOU. THANK, you.
0: Again, thank YOU. THANK YOU.